Hello, and welcome to a special video episode of Talking Tropes. Where the real treasure was the tropes we made along the way. Indeed. Today we're going to be talking about anime and the different genres within that. So we're going to start with shonen, which is the opposite of shoujo and also the opposite of seinen. I don't know about the opposite, but shona, shonen and shoujo do tend to be defined in opposition to each other. Sure. Um, mostly because they're, they're first created as demographic terms that have since sort of come to have specific trope delineations right. that go into each one. Basically, yeah. shonen anime is boys anime and shoujo mm -hmm. is it's for girls. girls. Yeah. Um, in general. In general. Yeah. So, if you want to think about it in terms of shows that you might recognize, if you're new to anime, then Shonen is Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. And Shoujo is Sailor Moon and Cardcaptor Sakura, stuff like that. Yeah, all that stuff that we grew up on, we basically just got the kids' version of anime. Yeah, uh, well, and those were made for kids. Like, yeah. Like, nothing wrong with that. Um, so... What are some of the tropes? of shonen and shoujo. Sure, I, I think a, like a really good basic level for those of you who may have not watched Dragon Ball or right. um, Sailor Moon. Um, I think like a really good like one sentence difference between the two is that like shoujo is more about um, kick butt girls who with subplots of romance and personal growth, whereas shonen is kick butt dudes with subplots of um, physical, like physical power, power growth. growth and friendship. Yes, um, and like friendship is and like friendship's pretty consistent between all children's shows exactly. of all kinds and, in and all countries. In all countries, and I think these tropes can all be found in both versions, but I think shojo tends to go towards like it's about the girl like learning to be a, like, strong person and, like, stand up for herself and things like that. Right. Overcoming weakness. Right. Overcoming personal, internal weaknesses. Right. While for boys, it's more about overcoming... Who's, who's the big bad? External weaknesses. Yeah. Like, I'm not strong enough to, to punch this guy. To beat that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Punching is, I think, in terms of the difference in violence, you'll notice that in shows like Sailor Moon, the violence is through magical friendship laser beams. Oh, right. Whereas in more shonen anime, it tends to be more punching. It tends to be more punching. Guys right. tend to like that physical yes. machismo punch violence. Right. And and even in shows where that's not necessarily like punching it's not a it's not a, a fighting yeah. anime so to speak, you know, like it's Beyblade or Yu-Gi-Oh! Right. Or like whatever. It'll still be about dramatic posing, I guess. We don't understand. But like, the there's usually a, a usually a punch gets thrown outside of necessarily the tournament sure. aspect of it. You know? Yeah. Like there's still there's still some sort of violence, violence. to it. Yeah. Um, like in in Pokemon, which is pretty distinct shown. Right. Like you would see the violence is taken away from the children, but it's given to these monsters. Yeah. But like people punch each other in Pokemon every now and again, don't they? But it gets censored as fuck here in the <laughs> West. <laughs> Now you sort of understand those two different reasons. We're mostly going to be talking about shonen today, and um, sort of also talking about. So if shonen is for young boys, then for teenagers we have seinen. Yes. And, and we think we're pronouncing that we right. We think we are. Please yell at us if we're not. 
Seinen basically just means boy anime for grown-ups. It tends to include a lot more explicit violence or sexuality. Yes. Um, more adult themes and, and more grown-up characters. More grown-up characters and it also tends to be subversions of um, shonen and shonen tropes. Right. And I think that like you're gonna find whenever you have a genre that's based on demographics, there's gonna be a lot of genre blur. Totally. Because we all know that there were kids much younger than us reading Harry Potter, um, and there were adults who read Harry Potter because uh, right. it was just a good series. Exactly. Exactly. So we're gonna be talking about um, the differences between seinen and um, shonen, and sort of as an interesting case study. We're going to talk about, like, mostly specifically, Full Metal Alchemist, both the 2003 original version, which we'll call FMA, and um, the 2009 yeah. rebooted version that was more closely related to the manga called Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Brotherhood. So we'll call them FMA and Brotherhood, and Brotherhood to distinguish. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll stick to that. <laughs> yeah. Come along with us. So, Full Metal Alchemist is the story of two brothers living in a world where alchemy develops instead of chemistry or traditional mm -hmm. modern science, and they use it as a sort of magic tool to try and bring their mother back to life. It fails horribly, and they lose their bodies and have to go on a journey to get them back. Yeah. Um, and so, they're searching for the Philosopher's Stone. Yes. They got that question. Another Harry Potter uh, <laughs> crossover. It's basically just Harry Potter. Some of the tropes involved with shonen that we typically see are things like fighting for friendship. Friendship being like a heavy thematic trope. Totally. What else? Um, lots of training, training montages, getting stronger. Right. It ties very heavily into, I think, the general ethos of Japan as a country, as a culture. Right. And it definitely like by, plays into like the power fantasy of children that you just are getting stronger every day. Totally, and like as a kid, that's like very true. Like, you are literally every day you're better than you were the day before. Right. Um, children are the worst. <laughs> curse them. <laughs> um, no, so there's also like a huge cast of characters. Um, right. A lot of which plays into the friendship theme. Right. If you're like a fr if you're doing a friendship theme and you only have like three characters. It's kind of lame. Right. Um, well, and it's about the idea that you can make this community, sort of, around right. you or and whatever. training. Yeah. Um, so there's the never give up attitude. Um, there tends to be a lack of romance or a downplaying of romance. Right. That's more in comparison to shoujo than in comparison to, like, more adult anime. But I think also in comparison to more adult anime. Oh, yeah, that's fair. If you if you look at more seinen, you'll find more adult romance right. played realistically. Like, a lot of times in shonen, there's the rule of... Almost no hugging and definitely no kissing, you know? <laughs> like, Full Metal Alchemist has some, like, pretty clear romance ships that right. the narrative is pushing, yet literally our main characters don't even kiss at the end. Like, ever. <laughs> that is true. Like, in either version. In either version. Um, so, in general, women tend to be side characters in shonen, though right. not always, and that doesn't mean that the women in them are, like, Bad characters. No, all, but they just tend to fall into support yeah, roles, totally. love interests, um, healers. Yeah. You know, a lot of the same tropes that you find in like big action movies that are male centric. Totally. Um, it's just like women are an afterthought. Sure. Um, 
So then there's big bads followed by bigger bads. Right. There's by... always a really evil singular villain, or usually it's like a big organization with like a leader at the top. Right. You sort of have to work your way through yeah. the ranks to beat up my that guy. Like Kill Out Kill is a great example. You gotta, you gotta defeat all the generals. Right. What were they? They were the generals, right? The four star yeah. students or whatever. Um, and then you get to the the head of the class, and then yeah. so hierarchy is like a big thing, and and. I guess you could read a lot of shonen anime as like a destruction of hierarchy. Sure, yeah, I think I think that definitely is a a singular individual going up against a big organization with but, a one singular leader at the top. Yeah, though those, punching him to death. Though simultaneously, a big motivation for most uh, most shonen characters, I would say, is that they want to be the best. They're not the best yeah. yet, and they want. They to want to be, be the they best there ever there. was. That like it's Naruto, it's One Piece, it's Bleep. <laughs> you know, it's like they just want to be the best right. ninja. And like. We all know that like one of the things that resonated with kids about Pokemon was like wanting to be a Pokemon master. Yeah. That phrase just kind of triggered something in yeah. children. Do you want it's it's a it's the first power fantasy you've ever been exactly. exposed to, basically. And like power fantasy is just huge in these. Like Dragon yeah. Ball Z, I think most recently he's assumed the power of gods. Oh and I wouldn't is know. more powerful than anyone else in the universe. And is now go. fucking around in other universes. <laughs> yeah, so Crazy so yeah, shows. so those are, I think the big uh, tend to be a lot of the big denoters, the tropes that are in general. Right. In general. So let's see how they apply to Full Metal Alchemist. Totally. Does Ed want to be the best alchemist in the land? No, he already is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wouldn't say that necessarily, but he's this total prodigy. Um, yes. I think we did we mention him in our uh, prodigy children episode? Uh, I think we we might have. We in any case, yeah. he's he's very talented, but his goals are are a lot more specific. They don't really have anything to do with being better than other people. Right. He he. He, he wants to get be... his body back and his brother's body back. Exactly, and to do that, he might need to become better. But right. it's not like he has this drive to be the best alchemist there ever was, like no right. one was before. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so so I think that's a really interesting character difference, and that's right. true in both Brotherhood and FMA. Right, that's pretty core to the thrust of the show. Right. Is like they have. A really good motivation. Yeah, and and on that track, I think we also don't see a lot of the brothers. So there's Edward and Alphonse. Um, that's the older brother, Alphonse, the younger brother. We don't see a lot of them training necessarily. No, like we have like literally one shot in each anime of them like <laughs> sparring. And then, like, right. they spar again whenever Al's like body out. gets fixed because <laughs> yeah. it was shattered into a million pieces. Broken. Uh, right, so there's that, and we get like one backstory episode on them training with their teacher, but right. like most of that isn't about the training necessarily. No, it's, it's more about like the, the philosophy. Right, it's about the philosophy that comes out of that, and the character development that is happening, sure. not necessarily the gains, the gains, <laughs> those sick gains. <laughs> they don't, they don't go to protein bars. Right, and and that's what the other thing is through the thrust of the main series. I don't think we ever really see them get like that amazingly better you know like there's no, no. power-up scenes not where... really there's a few things that we're like we kind of assume that they've picked up some more skills along the way right. but 
It's nothing to the extent of, like, Naruto, where... I've learned know, a new jutsu! And now I can transform everyone into right, rocks. exactly. Or I can like, summon the power of the sun and sudden, shoot a laser beam. Right. It, and it's interesting because in the final thrust of um, Brotherhood, the villain sort of goes through this power-up right. sequence that sort of happens. Right. So in a sense, maybe it does sort of follow that same thing as uh, Dragon Ball Z, where it has villains who, like, sure. I'm going to transform. Just you wait. <laughs> you that's haven't like seen my final my form. My final form, exactly. Right. So, I mean, I think that's kind of the, with Father, the main villain of uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, totally. he's constantly just like, uh, yeah, I'm unstoppable right now, because I'm a living Philosopher's Stone, right. but now I'm going to... be even more unstoppable. I'm going to swallow the powers of God. <laughs> and then how do you defeat the powers of God? By punching friendship. them. Not really. It's friendship It's by punching, punching, punching a but lot. But it's friendship punching. But what's really friendship about that in the end of Brotherhood? They're all together, and then... No, they're all just, like, around him, like, just chilling out, like... Finish him! Come on, this has been going on all day! <laughs> well, well, greed, there's like a noble sacrifice that happens. That's true. And noble like, sacrifices are very big in yes. this. And I think what distinguishes shonen anime from a lot of American action anime sure. is their unflinching willingness to show some direct violence. It's just different standards yeah. between Japan and America that, you know, kids somehow got away with uh, a lot of bloody violence and muscled men punching each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you know, but and I guess you're right, because, like, I'm thinking of, like, Powerpuff Girls, which, like, that had some violence in it. Like, but not really a lot of bloody violence right, or death. Death is something that's right, extremely taboo in children's shows in America, that. but not so much in Japan, and heroic deaths were yeah. very much the norm. Um, right. And, I mean, for sure, Fullmetal Alchemist had some heroic deaths. It had... <laughs> Uh, greed, who is the living personification of greed, but it also has Maze Fuse. Oh, but that's not a. It's not a, a heroic sacrifice. It's, it's a, a tragic, tragic death. Tragic death. I guess that's the, the thing. There were a lot more tragic deaths in uh, Fullmetal Alchemist than there were heroic sacrifices. Right, and we don't get those heroic sacrifices until sort of the end. Are there any female characters in Fullmetal Alchemist? Oh, there's so many. There's a bunch. This is what, literally one of my favorite, like, shonen staining type shows that where the protagonist isn't a woman, where I do just think so many of the female can, oh my god, female characters are so well written. Are I mean, I'll grant that they're very well written, but they do still serve those kind of support roles. Sure, For definitely. the most part. You've got, um, in the, uh, in well, Brotherhood... Well, let's, let's talk about FMA first, and then yeah. talk about Brotherhood. Okay. Yeah. In FMA. In FMA. Who, who do female characters, who they have? We got, <laughs> we got Winry. Winry is complete support, complete romantic subplot. She spends most no, of the series. She spends most of the series at home right. in their hometown, just sort of pining for Ed and waiting yeah. for him to come home, and occasionally being the medic and fixing yeah. his robot arms that he uses. Right, to punch. and she she sort of acts as a grounding heart a lot of times for the brothers when they're right. feeling that they're most lost. Yeah, um, the don't ever give up. Right. Character. She, yeah. I think a lot of uh, 
Taya, Taya from, yeah, from from Yu-Gi-Oh, Taya. Oh, she was yeah. always supportive. Okay. If but nothing she's else. she's not Taya. What if he's not Taya? Is she not? She's not. What does she do that's more purposeful to the plot in the original? Literally, she has a skill. So she that's has already skill. better than Taya. That's true. She does have a skill. She's um, she's a mechanic. Well, right, and that's the other. And she's like also sort of a prodigy too. Yeah. You know, like she's the best mechanic in the whole this, uh, country. Risible. Sure. Um, um, <laughs> you have some other female characters like Riza Hawkeye, whose entire just, motivation is protecting a male character right. with bullets. Yeah. She's but she's a sharpshooter, you know, yeah. that sharpshooter. Her last name is Hawkeye, so she has to be a sharpshooter. Sniper. That is another trope. <laughs> if your name is Hawkeye. If your name is Hawkeye, you're a sniper. Yeah, yeah, um, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, who else we got? We got Izumi Curtis, who's the boy's uh, teacher. Teacher, yep. She's... Also kind of a support role. And also, interestingly, a lot of her story is revolving around a failed pregnancy. failed pregnancy and then her uh, inability to then get pregnant right. following that. Um, and also that darn alchemy. Don't mess, don't mess with life and death. Don't do it. There's hubris involved. Bad. Hubris is bad. <laughs> um, who else do we have in the original? We've got Maze Hughes' wife and daughter who again it's sort of like sad. Plot yeah. Points. <laughs> yeah. Sad plot points. Um, um, and then you have some female villains who are yes. lust, the personification of being a central Six. object. She doesn't um, kiss anybody either. She doesn't either. kiss anybody, despite being named Lust. Um, but she is a lot more fleshed out in the two thousand three. Yes, she anime. has an incredibly interesting backstory that. Um, they really get into, and it sort of informs right. her motive. It, she becomes a character who questions what it is that she's doing right. and why she's a villain. Why am I a villain? That's a pretty common thing, I think, in a lot of shonen. Uh, uh, right, anime. but but I'll say this for for Full Metal Alchemist, it doesn't come the why am I a villain thing for Lust. It doesn't, doesn't come out of nowhere. Well, one, it doesn't come out of nowhere, but it also doesn't result from being beaten in a fight. That's like, a good point, yeah. It's, it's more internal. It's more developed through internal and through dialogue and through um, discovering new information right. and things like that. Whereas a lot of times in Shonen, it's we have a big fist fight, now I respect you, so maybe I'll become good now. You know, like, that tends to be the sort of <laughs> yeah. way Punch some sense into the baddie. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the whole point of the Naruto Sasuke fight at the right. end of Naruto Retrieval, or the Sasuke Quit Retrieval. Being stupid! It's like, I'll just punch you until you understand <laughs> that you shouldn't leave. Um, exactly. And then the big bad of Full Metal Alchemist is uh, a woman, sort of a, a dark mother. Of FMA, yes, is, is a, a woman scorned. <laughs> I don't know if it's supposed to be woman scorned. She's but totally just, a woman scorned. It's closer to the dark mother trope, which okay. is supposed it's supposed to be this like reversal of the creator, a like destroyer of worlds, um, through she's, like a maternal image. But she's not maternal at all. Like if we, she is definitely. But she's the, their father's scorned lover. It, yeah, it, there's she, like a, a. She's a salute. And I think you kind of see that like. There's also like a motherliness to sloth in the 2003 version. Yeah. Because it's literally supposed to be like their mother but evil. FMA is like 
specifically uh, the original the series, the 2003, is like very interested in motherhood. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's really interested in just like family bonds and like conflicts of family, interpersonal right. stuff. It's less concerned with like the world and the politics and the the destruction of the system. Right. It's it's a smaller story, I think. Yeah. Because when you compare it to Brotherhood, the real goal is we gotta take down the military and save the world and save the world um, instead of like stop this, this woman from using my brother as a stone to keep herself immortal, but. To, then to, he's just oops. There, there's it's it's different <laughs> levels of things that are happening, and it's higher levels of yeah. complexity. Uh, but back to women. Women. <laughs> um, so Dante is this character. I think she's definitely plays into the like evil is sexy trope. Like she's. If you say so. I mean, she spends most of the series as like an old woman. Right, but like once she's in a young body, like she's and she like. She's all about, I need the young, sexy body so that I can be young and sexy with the dude I love. Sure. Like, I don't know. She definitely... Yeah. Um, in terms of, like, shonen, though, it's flesh. it's a weird it's a weird villain for a shonen, but maybe not sure. as weird for a sign-in. I think, I think definitely it's a weird shonen villain, because usually shonen villains who are women are incredibly over-the-top, yeah. like... And they're typically not the final villain of the series. Yeah, that's I, I true. don't know if there's even an example of if that. If there is, please let us know. I'd be Definitely. really curious. Yeah, it's typically like they're some kind of early big bad that you get to sort of see, and they're like pulling the strings right, or, or on I've some even... big big brutes. Sure. Um, you know, like maybe they're even second in command, but they're never right. the big bad. But like typically in Shonen, the villains are big bad father figures yes or big bad political leaders which brotherhood has both of yes literally the big bad's a dude named father and a guy named the fuhrer and a guy named the fuhrer uh, <laughs> so you gotta kill the president and you gotta kill your dad and you gotta kill the president's dad to prove that you're stronger yeah and, and I think also that definitely plays literally into... your dad because that's who the big bad looks like right um, like, it's very much having to do with that, like, hero's journey, um, the psychoanalytic side of it. Sure. Like, if you've ever read Joseph Campbell's Hero with a Thousand Faces, he talks a lot about, like, overcoming your father and, like, you know, that Oedipal, like, yeah. gotta kill your father because you're obsessed with your mother. Definitely. And that's kind of Ed and Al's journey, especially in Brotherhood. Yeah. Um, so we got ladies, like, there's a, in, in... Um, FMA, it te it's a, there's still a lot of characters in it, right. um, but we spend less time with that wider cast and we spend a more focused amount of time, I think, on the, on brothers, the brothers and on their journey. Um, part of that is because of, I think, even just like those filler episodes in the beginning, um, right. which I, some of them I view as definitely filler, some of them I think are more important and I really right. like. Filler for... sometimes gets a bad rap, yeah. in my opinion. I think filler is super important to establishing yeah. character early on. Totally. And to just sort of evening out the pacing in the beginning. Yeah. Um, if you have no filler, 
it can kind of get exhausting, or right. it can feel like we've reached a point without actually learning who anybody is. Right, definitely. I think that's that's something that Brotherhood sort of, in, in an attempt to to get to the, the get new to the stuff, point. get to the new stuff that wasn't in the old anime right. as fast it as possible. It was assuming that everyone had already seen the original right. or read the manga. Right, which is, I think, a detriment to the adaptation. I would agree with that. Um, but, but anyway, uh, yeah, we, we don't spend as much time in FMA with that big cast of character and spend that time developing them. We spend most of our time developing with the, the brothers. brothers. Which, fine, that's great. I think it's a totally valid For choice. Sure. It's just... A difference, certainly, I think, between the two mm -hmm. shows, because in Brotherhood, we get an even bigger cast of characters, and we do spend a lot of time with, like, there's a large portion of Brotherhood where the brothers are actually split up, and so right. the brothers don't have each other to interact with, they have to interact with the, the side other cast. side cast. And, and they all have arcs that are developed right. and have to be completed in the finale, totally. which leads to this really, like, bombastic, over-the-top action yeah. thing where everyone gets a chance to punch Someone, somebody. Yeah, and like people pair off to, to yeah. defeat their proper villain. And That's blah, definitely blah. a big thing in Shonen. Definitely. It's picking which character fights which villain. That's sort right. of thing. And how does that complete their arc for the right. their this particular arc? Exactly. And arcs are another thing that are really yeah. big in Shonen. Yeah. Arcs are basically long story beats that uh, take place over a series of episodes and they contribute to the overall story in some way, but they're also kind of self-contained. Yeah. Like a um, season of The Wire. <laughs> sure. So, like, I think a great example of this that's just really easy to understand is, like, One Piece, um, where it's just like, now we're on this island, and we're doing this thing. Right. Now we're on this island, and we're doing this other thing. Welcome to New Island, there's new rules, right. new conflicts. Still looking for One Piece. Right. Do -do -do, Maybe you know. at the end you'll get like a clue that leads you to the next island, exactly. but in, if you like tally them all together, maybe none of them had any real impact on the story. Except but, to build the characters right. and like like they're and to further the plot to further the, in general. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, or, you know, they're in a lot of things in Naruto, there's the tournament arc where they have the tournament arcs are the very big exams and whatever. All yeah. That. Um, so then I think in FMA, there's fewer definitive arcs, would you say? Right. I would say it's harder to pick them apart because everything is sort of brought back at the end. There's right. nothing that's sort of wasted. Like there is in Naruto where you could cut whole seasons of that show, you know, right. like tens of episodes at a time. Just if, go, we're, if we're nope. looking for economy of plot and right. economy of character, you could probably right. condense a lot of things in Shonen in general. Exactly. Um, and still come out with a pretty similar result. Meanwhile, if you try to condense Full Metal Alchemist down into one thing, it's like impossible, and you can see that in the film adaptation. Yeah. Oh, God, don't watch it. It's bad. Please, just don't. Don't, don't. Just for my sake, don't watch it. I mean, of course, um, there are plenty of shonen that do end. There are things like Soul Eater, which, sure. like, are very shonen, but do have an ending. But yeah. even they have, like, these arcs built into them where yes. a new bad guy is introduced, that bad guy is taken care of, and it's revealed that they were secretly trying to stop this other bad guy. Right, I... Um, and, and sometimes, I think, within those arcs, the goals of the characters do change somewhat, you yeah, know? Yeah, a little like, bit, whereas the goals, of, the goals of the brothers in Full Metal Alchemist pretty much stay consistent throughout. Right. Um, but yeah, so I think 
Interestingly, I think similarly Brotherhood does not have also like as incredibly well-defined like arcs as like Naruto, Naruto or something, but, but it, it does have... more than the 2003 series. Sure, yes, I absolutely agree with that. Um, so, you know, I think in both series we have sort of an intro section um, where we're getting to know the brothers, we're getting, we're doing a lot of world building, we're right. introducing some of the important cast of characters that are going to come in later, um, and then I think the next arc, as I would call it, is when the brothers go to this town called Dublith to talk to their teacher, Izumi, um, to sort right. of end up reconnecting with her. Um, actually, I think, maybe they don't go there specifically for her, but they end up they running, end into, up her running there. into her. Um, but then while they're there, Al gets kidnapped by um, the homunculus Greed and a bunch of chimeras um, and a bunch of stuff happens there. Stuff occurs. Things happen. Um, and then past that, uh, this is where the two anime diverge, because right. um, this was the point at which the manga had basically caught, or the, the original FMA had caught up with the manga, um, so they had to come up with their own stuff. Um, so they did that, and uh, Brotherhood, following the manga, it sort of goes from there back to It's like central. a place to place. It's a place to place sort of thing again, yeah. sort of um, easy to chart that way. They go back to central they meet some more characters right. some more stuff happens then the brothers go north to um briggs and have to do <laughs> yeah be more characters more information's revealed yeah and then there's the final promised day arc where it's the final confrontation day right which lasts for like 10 whereas i feel like in in the 2003 anime i remember there being a lot more just like you could be in one place in an episode and then totally go to a different place in the next yeah. episode and then be on the other side of the country yeah. in a day. Um, whether that's realistic or not, it definitely made it harder to track, like, where are we in the story based on where we are geographically. Right, right. Um, totally. So I think, um, in just to go back to, like, romance for a little sure. bit, um, I think one of the reasons... Lust as a character in FMA is more developed is that she's developed along these romance plot lines, sort okay. of, um, where she, it's revealed that she was maybe the woman that scars, who's a villain in the, the story, or an anti-hero, depending on which one sure. you watch. Um, but they were romantically they were, they were involved in a past life. Yeah, and so uh, she sort of develops and they have feelings. yeah and they have you know sort of like a kinship in that like they both are have like the separation from their original lives scar right. dropped his name and lust yes. lost her memories slash so, is not that is not person, the same person but maybe like, but existential of. questions <laughs> yeah i think yeah. like what makes a lot of people say that full metal alchemist isn't shonen is that it addresses a lot of these really complex philosophical questions um, yeah. That, like, are way above the heads of children watching. Totally. Including and me when I first <laughs> watched it. And I loved the action and the fighting, but right. didn't understand anything about the religious or, you know, uh, existential questions. Totally. And, and it's the sort of thing where, um, I think, in general, Full Metal Alchemist, both versions of the show are definitely above child like level like yeah. the same kid who's watching pokemon should probably not 
be watching Full Metal Alchemist? They're they're watching them for different reasons, oh. for sure. Just like there's so much more blood. <laughs> there's a lot of like, blood. It's pretty. A lot of like gruesome genocidal yeah. violence. Yeah. Which um, is it's like which are you, hard concepts. Like at what age do you think it's acceptable to teach a child about the Holocaust and the terrors of it? Yeah, that's well, okay. That's it's, sort of it's the also, trouble in defining genre here. Sure, sure. So, so again, I think this is certainly a more mature version of shonen if we're gonna define it that way yeah. at all. Um, but I think to sort of get into. Um, FMA being, like, the original series being not shonen, being seinen, versus Brotherhood being, being more, more shonen. I think some of the stuff that it does that um, FMA doesn't do uh -huh. is, um, again, there's that huge cast of characters, um, there's that big never-give-up attitude. In like, Brotherhood? In Brotherhood. I think, right. I think more characters exhibit that right. than they That's do. more of the theme even is the never give up because right. there's so many characters like even more than the characters who won't give up there's the characters who are like i have to give up and then the main character will be like no <laughs> or it's like why don't, don't why don't you guys just give up and they're like but we can't and we won't right um and so well and i think part of that how foolish you're fighting even though there's no chance <laughs> don't you see goes to that's why we have to fight I think a big part of it too goes to the philosophical difference yeah. between the two shows, where um, I think FMA is about coming to accept equivalent exchange that you do have to often give something up to get the thing that you well, it's like want to it's get. In, in the finale, like the villain is there to challenge their idea of equivalent exchange that right. all the work that they do is definitely going to pay off. So yeah, it, it's it's less that they have to accept it, but more like. They have to that defend they, that that is the truth. One that they have to accept it and also defend it as truth. Yeah. Whereas in Brotherhood, it's an accepted truth that equivalent exchange does exist. But right. I think one of the things, um, sort of in the prologue after the big final fight, is that they're looking, and I think this is a really good, clear description of like where they philosophically differ. Sure. Um, is that Al and Ed they come up with a new theorem where. Um, if I give you 10 to get 10, right. but then if I give you 10 but add a part of myself, I'm adding to something. So right. there should be, there should more. be, you should get 11. It's more than know? equivalent exchange. It, exactly. Which is sort of, that's. It's very difference. optimistic and yeah. very One's a lot more touchy optimistic, and the other one is a little bit more grimdark. Yes. The grim darkness is that, you know, you can put in your entire self and you still won't get back everything that you want. Right. But you'll get something back. Right. Um, and I think that's, like, the key, and that's, like, being able to accept loss and accepting not having everything that you desire maybe isn't something that we even would want in a shonen. Right, exactly. That's a much more mature theme that I think something like a seinen would deal with. Deal with, and it's like a deconstruction, like exactly. we were saying. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas in Brotherhood, it is very much not only <laughs> there's uh, is I think this is the Shonen Jump um, like Creed. catchphrase yeah. or whatever is friendship, hard work, victory. Exactly. You know? and that's, that's what kids want to hear. That's and that's exactly I think what Brotherhood is, and I think. Both There's stories a place for that, are for incredibly sure. valid and really great, and I yeah. think we should tell both kinds of stories. But I do agree that they're 
fundamentally different stories that right. we're telling. And it might explain the huge divides in fans who really love the manga and Brotherhood, and the fans who are very passionate that the 2003 anime is the definitive adaptation. <laughs> right. They're both really good, but it's this they're, one example. They're just doing different things. Right. And I think it's possibly the only example of a show that has gone from uh, seinen to shonen. Shonen, yeah. That's, I think that's... Because there's plenty of examples of the reverse. Yeah. Trigun famously started out as a shonen, but then switched publishers and became seinen. Is this the, the manga? Just yeah, the because, manga. Yeah, okay. Um, the anime, of course, was always seinen because it knew where the show was going. Right. Um, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, which is really popular right now, started off as Shonen, but it, like Harry Potter... Is it Seinen at this point? Is yeah, it, it started being published in Ultra Jump instead okay. of Shonen Jump, Okay. which Ultra Jump is Shonen Jump's Seinen magazine. Yeah. yeah, it's their, the older brother. Yeah. And so in later arcs, Jojo's... They all grew up. Yeah. Well, maybe it's just there's more sex and violence. Okay. You know, it's that much like the it. PG to PG-13, sure. the middle grade to YA. Right. So sometimes kind of it's not necessarily a philosoph philosophical maturing, it's just a content maturing. Sure. And there is one other example okay. that's kind of the reverse, which is One Punch Man, mm -hmm. which in Japan was released as a seinen as part of Young, Jump, uh, Young Jump's web series okay. um, thing. But then in Shonen Jump, America, the the English language release, it was released as a shonen. Um, I've, just I've, because our our ideas of what constitutes shonen and seinen differ. That's interesting because I've mostly seen One Punch Man defined as a seinen, just because it does a lot of deconstructing. Yeah, of, exactly. Of shonen tropes. It's deconstruction, um, and so here, when we're not even yeah. as familiar with the sure. tropes as they are in Japan, it just sure. seems like another. It just seems like another Goku. The same, right. It's yeah. the same, but kind of different, but mostly the same. Right. Um, if you want to see us talk about any of these shows in more detail, absolutely yeah. let us know. Totally. Um, there's plenty more to talk about with Shonen and Shoujo and Seinen, and we didn't even touch on the older version of uh, Shoujo. No. Which is something. I don't know. Is there a thing? I'm sure it is. Yeah. Tell no. us what it is. Tell us what it is and yell at us to talk about it. Uh, I'm Hannah. And I'm David. And this is Talking, Talking Tropes. Tropes.